Do you wish there was a life insurance company that understood your unique needs as a ketogenic dieter? Well, let me introduce you to Health IQ. Go to healthiq.com slash keto talk and be sure to mention keto talk. When you talk to a Health IQ agent, Health IQ uses science and data to secure the lowest rates on life insurance for health conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, and yes, even you, the ketogenic dieter. 56% of Health IQ customers will save between 4 and 33% on life insurance, and these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. Go to healthiq.com slash ketotalk and be sure to mention ketotalk when you talk to a Health IQ agent health IQ hey guys I've got a great new product to tell you about here today that is the first all-in-one keto meal that gets its nutrition from quality real foods it's called ample K go to amplemeal.com enter the coupon code more one five that's M O O R E one five at checkout and you'll get 15% off your first order ample K is the first complete keto meal that gives you all the healthy fats in a powdered mix on the go format. It will help you stay in ketosis with just six net carbs for a 400 calorie meal. It is packed with MCTs for enhanced ketone production and 70% of the calories come from fat, which will help you satisfy your hunger, give you energy throughout the day and keep you in ketosis. It also is good for the gut health and they put 40 billion CFU probiotics in every meal. Again, it's called Ample K. Go to amplemeal.com and be sure to enter the coupon code MORE15 at checkout for 15% off of your first order. Ample K. It's time for Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and Dr. Will Cole. Featuring veteran health podcaster Jimmy Moore and functional medicine practitioner Dr. Will Cole. They're here every Thursday answering your questions about low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic diets. Now, it's time to drop some keto knowledge on Keto Talk. Keto Talk. Here's Jimmy and Will. Hey, hey, guys. We're back here with Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and Dr. Will Cole. Visit our website. It's ketotalk.com. And today we have (laughs) something different for you. Yes, we like to switch things up every once in a while. And it's a lot of fun, especially when you can bring on another fellow Ketonian and not just any old Ketonian. I I would think, I think, Maria, you're now the best-selling Ketonian author in the world. She is, of course, Maria Emmerich. I'm so privileged to call her not only a friend, but a colleague in this keto field. What's up, Maria? I am so honored to be here. I really, really am. When you asked me, I was like, heck yeah. She didn't even hesitate, you guys. It was this so This is awesome. all we talk about. <laughs> well, and, and you've been a dear friend of mine for many years. You and I wrote a book together, The Ketogenic Cookbook, and you've gone on to write a bazillion books after that. And you actually, surprise, surprise, have two more that are out in 2018. 18 already. So want to talk about those a little bit here at the beginning. Uh, and I'll assume most people know your story. If you don't, definitely go look her up. Maria MindBodyHealth.com is the website and uh, does a really good job. You're, you're just you're just a light in this world, Maria. And if people don't tell you that often enough, I want you to know that. So. 
<laughs> oh, I am so grateful. And, you know, people often ask me, like, how the heck do you do that? I hear that all the time from even, you know, our publisher, Arish. And, um, you know, a lot of it stems from Craig. He has terrible Lyme disease. And so we Craig spend most husband, yep. We spend, I mean, he's healing now because, I, you know, I, I get messages every day. He has to try this. Has he tried this right. and that? And the, we're on a really good path now. So, everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for all your help. Please stop. Um, <laughs> but the past five years, we didn't know what was going on. And wow. we, we kept it, you know, pretty quiet. But we spent our life at home. Like, we did not leave ever because he didn't feel well enough. So, I found peace and happiness in the kitchen with my kiddos when he would, you know, be chilling in bed or whatever he needed to do to heal. And, um, so that was my happy place. And, um, you know, that's just where I feel most comfortable. I'm an introvert, but I do love people. You have gotten Um, so much better. I am so proud of you. I remember the first time I ever invited you on the low carb cruise. You're like, I don't, I I, no. I know I did say no, didn't I? But now I'm signed up for like all of yours because I just found it to be so much. And everybody is so nice. Oh, you and did one better, Maria. You know what you did this this last year after this year? You're like, you wrote me the week after last year's low carb cruise. And you're like, I want to be a speaker again. Is that OK? And I was like, whoa, she's asking me now. <laughs> because it was just so much fun. And I yes. met some best friends on those cruises, I met with Elaine, yes, um, Elaine who, is, yep. who plays piano for the Phantom the of the Phantom. Opera. Who, She's coming yeah. through here uh, at the end of February. She's coming through South oh, Carolina. Oh, you've got to see it. Oh, no. We, we, oh, we've already seen it a couple of times. But, yeah, I'm she's coming through here. Yeah. We're going to let her hang out with our chickens and feed her a little oh. bit while she's here in this area. Because she was in Minneapolis over the holiday season, and um, I visited her a couple times because I yes. just enjoy her presence. And that's the thing. I met all of these people on the cruise that I just adore um, and have made friends for a lifetime. And it's just because you sit with the same people at dinner, and it's just fantastic. That's- you got to go. If you're listening, go. It's super fun. At checks in the mail. So, well, thank you, Maria. So let's talk about uh, your two new projects. Let's let's touch on the one you did with Craig first. That one's called Keto, the Complete Guide to Success on the Ketogenic Diet, including simplified science and no-cook meals. <laughs> Tell us about the genesis of that one and how did Craig uh, get involved? Well, you know, he... Um he has been the backbone behind everything that I do. And, um, he loves, he's a scientist. I mean, his background is electrical engineering. And so everything that, you know, like these processes really make sense to him, the way the body works. Um, he just became basically, uh, a readaholic of everything keto and befriended, you know, all of the, you know, the keto doctors going on and stuff. So, um, he kind of, uh, he, he was in his background, he would explain to the salesman how a product worked. And so he's really good at explaining very technical science of things he invented or whatever to very easy to understand, 
um, science without talking over you or without talking under you. For an engineer, so, that's a minor miracle. <laughs> it really is because a lot. That's why he did so well in his career because he. Um, was very personable where most of the people he worked with were lab rats and didn't like people or didn't know how to speak very well. And he would go to trade shows and speak. Um, so that's where his background came. And he's really um, fantastic. And I love him dearly. And uh, so uh, we were talking to Trent, your good friend Trent, and he's like, how is it working with Maria? And he's like, oh, it's so funny because we do everything together. We're at home together it's nonstop. It's no different and than normal. <laughs> I know, right? You and Christine, that's why I love you both so much because you get it. You understand, like, you know, we love to grocery shop together. We love to do everything together. And, that's right. Um, you know, it's just, he's like my arm, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so that that's keto. And uh, I love how most people tell me I don't like to cook. How do I do this? And that's where the last chapter comes into play, where if you love the science and want to put it all together, there's no cook, no bake meal plans. So you can make this uh, lifestyle. Well, I love it that you did a book with your husband and and that it's out there now. Yeah, Christine and I just signed a book to I do know. together and she was actually inspired. She's like, wait a minute, Craig got to write a book with Maria. I got to write a book with you. So I went to Irish and I was like, Irish uh, of Victory Belt Publishing, by the way, you guys. Yes. And I, I was like, you know, Christine wants to write a book. Yes. I was like, don't you want to know what it's about first? And, okay, yes. tell me what it's about. And I said... Oh, uh, we're going to talk about real food, keto, and kind of the principles she learned from the NTA and uh, applying it to the ketogenic dieter. He's like, okay, yes. <laughs> yes, sounds good. You're on. I think Did you, you and I. contract yet? Yeah, we just signed the contract uh, not too long ago. So uh, you you and I, uh, I guess, have earned that place with Victor Belt. <laughs> yeah. I know. Sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have brought this one up yet. I'm not ready. Yeah. Well, speaking of brought it up, you, your other book is mm. one that I am so glad you put out there because I know even when we wrote the ketogenic cookbook, we were getting people, is that dairy free? Yeah. And I need all dairy free. And, and that's cool. And we, we gave options in there, but I guess mm -hmm. it wasn't explicitly clear enough. But this new one. There's no doubting. It's called Easy Dairy-Free Ketogenic Recipes, Family Favorites Made Low-Carb and Healthy. And uh, it's out there now as well. We'll have a link to it in the show notes at KetoTalk.com. But tell us about this one. Yeah, this was uh, a big uh, – this book – it's hard to pick a favorite. I don't want to, you know, it's like picking your favorite kid. But your favorite I put is the ketogenic cookbook on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I will say that even if there is a little dairy in there, most cookbooks only have about 100 recipes. That's and right. I. I put about 200 in all of mine. So yes. if you want to go dairy free, just skip the dairy ones and you're going to still have a ton of ideas. That's right. So um, and, and Victor Bell's always like, stop. No more recipes. Stop. <laughs> yeah, you that's do give enough. a lot of recipes, so it's amazing. <laughs> but, you know, it's just that's how we roll. And, uh, yeah, we eat a lot of dairy-free, and I find that it holds – you know, we poo-poo gluten on the ketogenic lifestyle. Everybody does. However, we don't address dairy, and finding that that's a more common allergen overall, um, you know, not that I'm saying gluten is fine. It's not. Um 
but dairy is something that we don't address. So this one's totally dairy free. There's no butter, no ghee, none of that. So what are some of the other allergens? I mean, gluten is an obvious one and obviously yes. uh, greens in general tend to be uh, irritative for most people's yes. digestive systems. And you mentioned the dairy. Are eggs an issue for more people than not? Well, thank you for bringing that up. I have egg-free meal plans in this book. Yes, I would cry if I couldn't have eggs. However, we I did can't. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did so, a food oh, sensitivity right. test. Did I, did I tell you about this? I did a food sensitivity a test ago, about yes. four months ago, and it came back eggs, both whites and yolks, were like five times off the charts of normal. So I've been in six months of sabbatical without them. I'm coming up real soon. A couple more months from now, I'll be able to start trying to add them back in slowly. Mm. I think my issue with it was I have 14 chickens, so I get a plethora of eggs. So I was eating a lot of eggs. So I think it was the overexposure to it that might have popped up that sensitivity. And now they just tease you with those beautiful Well, they're eggs. fun. They're fun to play with. And we yeah. give the eggs to a needy family that can't afford to oh. buy quality eggs. So, yeah, it's awesome. everybody wins. It's a win-win. Win-win-win. <laughs> so, well, yeah, cool. eggs are a common allergen. And that's why, um, you know, we eat what's in the book. And so we did egg-free for a while. And um, there's meal plans and grocery lists for you in there. The, Craig's name should be on this because he does help with the meal plans and the grocery lists. And, you know, Mr. Mathematician does all the math in there for me. So oh, his he's name amazing. Should... You guys, and if you've read voice... a Maria Emmerich book, then you need to... To hug and thank Craig, Craig just as much because the man does all the meal plans. He does all yes. the kind of ins and outs and the, the counting. And yeah, it makes you and I a head spin, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. And, you know, hug my little boys when you see them too, because they help um, yes. do the dishes for me and they taste the recipes, tell me if they're good or bad. And they're brutally honest. You get that from a seven and eight year old. Um, <laughs> that really was yeah, stinky mommies. I know. I <laughs> Yeah, I won't even get into this morning. But uh, oh, go ahead. What happened this morning? Well, I made breakfast sausages, and um, they're just little patties. They're not. I didn't do them in casings yes. um, because we were trying to keep going the egg free with Craig. And yeah, um, hey, Craig absolutely loved them, gobbled them up, but they were a little too spicy for my kiddos. And I was like, spice is good for you. Suck it up. I'm not. You know, come on. <laughs> Especially when it's ten degrees outside and you're running. It's like you yes. need a little spice in your mouth. I know, 10 below, and we oh, went out sledding you, a little correction. bit ago. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this book, um, and it also another allergen I see quite a bit, um, whether it be with migraines or whatnot, but nightshades. Mm. So I did a nightshade-free, you know, and the whole book is dairy-free, so it's Tomatoes, nightshade, dairy-free. Yeah, the peppers, tomatoes, um, all of those things. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So um, I did all of those um, without the nightshade. So meal plans with that. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I did vegetarian meal plans either. Not that I'm saying that I feel vegetarian is a healthy diet. However, I understand the deep love for animals. I really do. And if you just, if you don't think it's for health reasons, it's because you love those animals too much. I can respect that. And so I made vegetarian meal plans too. You're going to laugh, but I was actually approached by a vegan who wants to maybe write a book together. And so. Is it John Tesh? Is it John Tesh? Wait a minute. John Tesh is, no, no, no. He's keto now. I know he's keto, but he's a vegan keto. Oh, does he do vegan keto? 
And maybe yeah. we'll interview him for for this book, the person that wants to write the book. Anyway. Yeah, go for it. Exclusive here on Keto Talk. <laughs> awesome. That's exciting news. I don't know how you do it, but okay. Same way you do. Drugs. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the drug known as ketones. Well, yeah. congratulations on the two new books. I know they're going to do very well. Again, you guys will have links to both Keto, the complete guide to success on the ketogenic diet, as well as easy dairy-free ketogenic recipes on ketotalk.com. So go check that out. But before we uh, head to a break and get to the questions here today, because we do answer questions from real people here on this show, let's talk about a headline, which is generally what we do at the beginning. But this was one I thought was tailor-made for Maria Emmerich (sighs) from Health Day. Creating your family health tree, a family health history, can be key to your wellness. Think of it as a family tree that's all about your health. It's a record of your close relatives' medical conditions, lifestyle habits, and even where they grew up. A family history, a health history, helps you see that there's an increased risk of developing a serious health problem, such as heart disease, cancer, and other specific illnesses that could be passed on from one generation to the next. And so it goes on and on and on, talking about some of the ways you can create your family health tree. Uh, So it was intriguing to me, although it's incomplete to just do a health tree without the context of what their diet is. I mean, I think about my brother, (laughs) Kevin, had a heart attack at 32, a series of heart attacks, and then eventually died of heart disease and diabetes and morbid obesity at 41. My dad had heart attacks at 48 and 50 that almost killed him. And so, you know, genetically speaking, Now, when I go to get life insurance, health insurance, oh, have you had family history? Yes. (laughs) It's it's always sucky because I knew they ate a crappy garbage diet and I'm eating better. What do you think about this idea? Absolutely. It's really difficult because I didn't realize your brother was 32. My my grandfather, my grandpa Vince, had his first heart attack at 32 also. And gosh, that is so young. But... Their diet changed tremendously because his dad was extremely healthy. My great-grandma, Cress, fell down the stairs at age 92. She opened the door, which she thought was the bathroom door, Uh but it was the door to the basement. And she fell all the way down onto the concrete floor. And you know what? This grandmother, I would go to her house, and she would have coffee cups in her fridge of lard, And I would want to dump, I would want to get that out of there and say, this is disgusting. And she said, no, that is prize food. Don't, (laughs) yeah, that is liquid gold. Don't get rid of that. I was like, well, it's not liquid now. You know, it's hard in the fridge. But that's what helped her not break a single bone at age 90. I I think it was 92 years old. Who doesn't have osteoporosis at that age? I know. (laughs) And the reason is if you look at the sheath of our bones, they're primarily made up of not just any fat, but saturated fat. This woman was smart. However, my my grandpa was told never to eat butter. He ate, oh, until the day he died, they had, I can't believe it's not butter in the fridge. But uh, I can. He, oh, I know. Gosh, it's That's so the gross. worst invention of all time. Worst name, too. You know, they changed that a couple of years ago. They changed the name. I forget exactly what it was, but they, they got away from that, realizing people like butter now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's just, I I see it in my own family, how it's changed over, 
the generations and how it went from a really healthy, you know, my great grandparents and great, great grandparents, they lived, you know, almost till they're a hundred. And then it changed when we were told to eat no fat, low fat, no saturated, uh, fat foods, skip the red meat, all of that, their health declined tremendously. And, now it's, you know, our, I'm changing our generation to yes. the better. Um, but I do fear for our future kids because I'm looking at, I thought I had a bad diet as a kid. And I'm looking at all of the marketing aimed at my children. I mean, I saw the other day there was like bright pink string cheese. It's fruit punch string cheese oh my marketed. Gosh. How much it's sugar did the they sh- add to that to make that? Does that even sound good? No. <laughs> but you it's know, pretty, I'm, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure. It was like uh, My Little Pony string cheese or something. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, I, I just I fear for our future um, if we don't get this information out there. So I think that it, food is thy medicine. Let thy medicine be thy food. So with that, it's going to change with you, what you're eating. You know what I think is worse now with you um, as a mom raising uh, boys is think about when we were kids and the marketing that was then, of course, everything was low fat back then, but today they use all kind of like little buzzwords, organic. And, you know, I've seen these kids foods and I've wrote about them on, on Instagram very often to mock them, but they talk about organic gummy bears and it's like, okay, really? Uh, You look at the ingredients, organic cane sugar, organic artificial flavoring, organic, 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 as if that's supposed to like cover yeah. all the sins of whatever that ingredient is right and yet moms read that and they buy into it hook line and sinker oh, not do. knowing any better the organic cheetos and the organic oh, chips i see that as oreos i've seen organic oreos <laughs> oh my gosh how do you make an oreo organic i don't know they're vegan they're vegan. i want super doubly bad oreos there we go <laughs> then there's no pretending what it is <laughs> i know then you don't feel like you could have more i was i was guilty of that i was a teenager the snack well oh, yeah. generation i, I ate more I than i should have I, I would eat the whole box yeah. of the, i loved the ones that had the little marshmallow in it that was my favorite <laughs> one I can't even remember. It's awful. Uh, Just thinking about it now, I'm just thinking, man, how many carbs did I get from all that? And it's no fat. No. (laughs) No wonder I was always hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's pause here for a moment and we'll be right back after these messages with your questions. If you're a fan of fat, then you need to try the F-bombs. Go to JimmyLovesFBomb.com, enter the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb, and you'll get 20% off of your first order. So what are these F-bombs? They are nut butters, and they have incredible combinations of coconut and macadamia nut, macadamia nut butters, and my favorite is salted chocolate macadamia nut butter. They also have several oil blends including the house blend, the MCT oil, as well as coconut oil. If you want your fat on the go, then you need to check out JimmyLovesFBomb.com. And once again, use the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb. You'll get 20% off your first order. JimmyLovesFBomb.com. 
Have you been interested in trying the new cutting edge technology of exogenous ketones, but didn't know where to get started? Let me introduce you to Perfect Keto. Visit perfectketo.com slash Jimmy and use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 15% off your order. Perfect Keto was created by a functional medicine clinician who developed this unique formula for maximum efficacy. It's great tasting and the most affordable exogenous ketone supplement you can find that raises blood ketone levels up to 1.5 millimolar to help increase mental focus, boost your energy, and commence fat burning. It does not contain any soy, dairy, gluten, artificial sweeteners, binding agents, or anything that doesn't directly improve your health. The synergistic power of a low-carb, moderate-protein, high-fat, ketogenic diet with Perfect Keto Exogenous Ketones will have your body running optimally. Perfect Keto is available in delicious chocolate sea salt and peaches and cream flavors. Each serving comes with 11.38 grams of high quality beta hydroxybutyrate for maximum ketone boosting while adding in magnesium, potassium, cocoa, stevia, and vitamin C for extra micronutrition. Again, try Perfect Keto for yourself at perfectketo.com jimmy and be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 15% off your order. Perfect Keto. We're back here on Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and Dr. Will Cole with special guest co-host Maria Emmerich. Always fun to have my friend on here. Hope you've enjoyed the show so far, but we got some questions to get to Maria. So you ready? I am totally ready. All right. Scott has the first one here today. Hey, Jimmy and Maria, of all the tips and answers that have been provided to questions around ketogenic diets, I haven't heard anyone talk about the impact they can have on your relationships. I have an amazing wife who's the mother of our two small children. And when I started keto last year, she was very supportive of my efforts for the first six weeks that I was doing it. Part of the challenge was I set her expectations that this would only be a temporary Temporary thing. That was your first mistake. Mm. However, once I started seeing incredibly positive results, I had to continue doing it to reap the benefits. But this is when it created a rift in our relationship. She watched me eat uh, meat and cook foods in bacon grease and could not understand how that could possibly be healthy as she subscribes to a more conventional low fat diet. Additionally, feeding our kids has been hard, although they do love their daddy's bacon. Sure they do. <laughs> so I decided to relax my keto approach in order to appease my wife and introduce carbs back into my diet. Now I want to do periods of intermittent and extended fasting to mitigate the effects of the added carbs. If my wife reacted to keto the way she did, I can't imagine how she's going to respond to the other F word. My marriage is very important to me and so is my health. So do you have any tips on how a ketogenic spouse can deal with their spouse who is not supporting their way of eating. Thanks for all you do, Scott. And I thought this was a perfect question for having Maria on because you have a family, but thankfully you have a supportive spouse. But I'm sure you get a lot of questions like this one. What can a spouse eating keto do to best deal with a non-supportive spouse who doesn't approve of their chosen diet? I would say it's about her. It's not about you, first mm. of all. Um, but I will say also that my husband, Craig, it probably took him, I don't know, eight years to jump on board before. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? We respected each other so much and um, we're in the trust tree, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> my mom is a wonderful person. However, she's an egg. Like, I love her, but I played piano and she would say, that's wrong or, you know, whatever. I didn't want to be that wife. So I was never a nag. I let him drink his beer. He brewed his own beer. He brew his own wine. We would go to dinner and I would order like a burger on a salad. Um, and he would order the real burger with fries. Uh, when dessert came, I usually had to excuse myself and go to the bathroom because I did love my treats. But <laughs> um, I'm past those triggers now. But... Um, I never wanted to tell him he couldn't do something and he didn't tell me I couldn't do something either. However, I led by example and, um, you know, he saw me get healthy. He saw me be really energetic. I mean, my energy is without any caffeine. I'll tell you, I don't drink any coffee, anything like that. <laughs> and guys, and she really is in real life that energetic. <laughs> I've seen her many a times and she will run circles around everybody. <laughs> well, I already ran this morning. I lifted weights. So, you know, like this is in the afternoon and I'm super, you know, still going all, all, all day strong. But I wasn't always that way. And I didn't he saw me both ways and he saw me wanting a nap in the afternoon and he saw me tired and not, not healthy. I, I, I had PCOS when, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome when he first met. Um, but then he saw me get really healthy, energetic. He wanted in, he could not deny it any longer. Yes. And, um, he wanted me to make extra food when I made our food. And I mean, in reality, when I would make short ribs, I made them for both of us. Um, and you know, he was eating what I ate by just default. Um, but it was his extras that I didn't, you know, provide (laughs) chips or whatever it was, Yeah. but slowly he would stop purchasing those slowly. He stopped drinking beer. And, um, one point we were visiting my family. Uh, they have a cabin in North central Wisconsin, middle of the woods, beautiful, a uh, little shack. And we came back and he said, wow, I think something's in the water up there. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I feel terrible. I have this gut pain. I have diarrhea. Yeah. I was like, I drink the water. I'm fine. I mean, it's like spring water up there and come to find out. He's like, Oh, I haven't had beer in about a year there and I had go. beer there and he never thought he had a gluten allergy or anything. And I don't think people realize how awesome they can feel until they get rid of the garbage, all of that type of stuff. And so I think just leading by example, yes. don't pressure her and, you know, tell her that, you know, it, it would be respectful if she didn't pressure you um, and just lead by example. And I do think that it will kind of, you'll just be a great example to her. Sounds like open, honest communication would help here. I know Christine was very supportive of my efforts. She'd begged me for years to do something <laughs> with my diet. So she was just thrilled I was doing anything. So I don't think she was too yeah. upset about the bacon grease. But um, what was funny was, like you said, lead by example, about a year after my success, Christine, uh, and this is a little dirty secret about Christine. She used to love M&M's, Skittles, and Dr. Pepper. Those were her three major vices. And she would just mm-hmm. eat those and not think twice about it. And so one time we tested her triglycerides that came back close to 300. I want to say it was like 294. So yeah. she comes to me and this is like a you know two years after I had my success. And she said, 
what do you think I should do? I'm like, you know what you should do. Yeah. Knock out those three things. And all she did was cut out those three things. Wow. And her trigs in six weeks, Maria, no lie, dropped to 120. And nice. so now these days they're like 50s, 60s. They stay at a really good level like all the time. So awesome. Yeah. So I think, Scott, to uh, to help you is just be, be loving. I think you can be loving and just say, hey, look, honey, I'm doing this for me. Um, yep. I would love to have your support. I, I, I'm doing it so I can be here for you and those mm-hmm. two little munchkins that we're raising. And, you know, we want to be an example to those kids. And I know you and Craig are instilling that in your boys. And so I think that's a very important reason for doing it. Absolutely. But it will rip people apart. I mean, food is very a sensitive area. I had a client and they both uh, him and his wife both went through gastric bypass and they both were with me um, trying to transition their diet. He actually quit his job, became a fitness instructor like This man went, I mean, he transformed his life. He began living again. I mean, they did not leave the house because they couldn't. And this man just blossomed. But you know what? She never dealt with her food addiction Mm. and she didn't change. And they still love each other as friends, but they divorced because they, it was such a transition of life. So, I mean, I'm just grateful that we grew together rather than apart because it certainly could have gone the other way. And to me, that's sad that uh, that anyone would let food get in the middle of their relationship. But this was a really good question, Scott, and I'm so glad we had Maria on. Not that I don't (sighs) think Will wouldn't have a profound answer as well, but but I, I loved your answer and your perspective. So thank you for the question, Scott. And we're going to move on to what is usually the study portion of the show, but I've got Maria freaking Emmerich on today, so we're going to do a we're going to do a recipe in this uh, slot. I don't think anybody's going to be upset by getting a free recipe from Maria Emmerich. So, what you got for us? This one is for Scott. That was his name, right, Scott? Because of the bacon grease. Yes. It reminded me of, um, I have two actually. One is um, my bacon pizza, which is made with the crust is from the bacon. So You, you had me at bacon, the, yes. <laughs> yeah, and that is on my blog at mariamindbodyhealth.com. If you search bacon pizza, you're yeah, well, going to get a bacon weave crust. Now, the reason why I thought of him was because when you bake this bacon pizza, it, you get about a cup of bacon fat that you can save in a jar and fry your eggs in it, whatever you want. Um, I love this pizza because you can make it dairy-free, put all your pizza toppings on it. You don't need the cheese. It's so good. So that one is number one. And, and that's if you on fall my down blog. the stairs, you won't break a bone. <laughs> you won't. (laughs) And the other one is my bacon cannoli. So I told you my past life, I baked a lot of, I mean, I grew up making uh, muffins and cakes and cannolis at coffee shops. So I have these cannoli shells and I'm like, should I get rid of these? Mm. No, I should not. You know what I did? I wrapped bacon around it to make a cannoli shell. Wow. And then I filled it with egg salad and everybody loves those at parties. <laughs> That's a creative way to get bacon and eggs into your diet. <laughs> yes. So bacon, cannoli, you could fill it with a chicken salad, tuna salad. But you know what? It's dairy free. It is delicious. 
So have that at your next uh, party and everybody will be like, this is, that's what, that's what I love this diet for. People always say, oh, I can't have bread. I can't have rice. And I think, oh my gosh, I can have all of this food that I thought was so naughty. I am in heaven. Yes. You get to reframe it rather than I can't have, I get to have. Yes. And I've become such a happier, much more positive person on this diet than I was when I was a teenager offered antidepressants from my doctor. So I like Mm. to call this the happy diet. I'm glad I never met uh, unhappy Maria because you you are who you are because of who I know you to be. And that's that happy, energetic woman. Thanks, Jimmy. (laughs) Well, we're going to put the links to both of these recipes in the show notes at KetoTalk.com. So go check out the bacon pizza and the bacon cannoli. Well, let's get to some more questions because we got a bunch of them here today. And and the first featured question we're going to have here is from Blaine. Blaine says, hey, guys, I've spent a lot of time learning and implementing the exact ketogenic approach that's right for me. But it occurred to me that as I reviewed my micronutrient intake on keto, that the RDA levels for our, uh, from our government are based on a carbohydrate-eating population. Yes, they are. The sodium mm-hmm. recommendation, for example, says 2.3 grams daily, which is woefully inept for someone in nutritional ketosis for a wide variety of reasons that you've already discussed many times. But this example of how far off the RDA for sodium has got me thinking about what other micronutrients could be far off as well with the recommended daily allowance. So I read a study that suggests keto dieters need far less vitamin C than carb-based ones. And so what about other vitamins and mineral RDA requirements might be impacted for someone following a well-formulated ketogenic diet? This seems like an interesting subject to explore. Blaine. Yes, Blaine, it is quite interesting. Mm. So the question Blaine has, what vitamin and mineral requirements change from what is in the RDA when you adopt a ketogenic lifestyle. And the first thing I could think of, Maria, would be a lot of the electrolytes. So you've got things like potassium and magnesium mm-hmm. and sodium, you know, and so the, that's kind of a logical first step because you tend to dump a lot of those things when you're getting rid of glucose out of the system. Anything else glaring to you? Yeah, that was the huge one. I mean, okay, so this whole key, when you invited me to Keto Talk, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just like what Craig and I do. We we take walks in the <laughs> afternoon and we talk keto stuff. So this was something, we talked about all these questions. Yep. And that was what he said right away is the need for electrolytes go way up because we have no carbohydrates to retain that water. That's and right. if you just drink more water, you're just going to pee a lot. Yes. Um, which can be frustrating. Which so. Is not fun. Especially when you're podcasting, like, I got to go right now. Just kidding. (laughs) Or like in the middle of the night and stuff. So um, that's really important. But also, I like that you mentioned this, the whole vitamin C thing. There's something called the phagocytic index where your cells either uptake sugar or vitamin C. And and sugar always wins. It's going to take that first. And that's why kids and even adults, and I was always sick from basically Halloween to Valentine's Day, because what is it? It's sugar season. It's, you know, Halloween candy and Christmas cookies and Valentine's chocolates. And, you know, people are always Does it ever end Mother's Day? We could go on and on. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) But, you know, people often think of winter as the time to be really ill. It's not because of being cold outside. Being cold actually helps boost your immune system. Yes. But what was uh, that index called again? What would you say? The phagocytic index. Spell it. Uh, P-H-A-G-O-C-Y-T-I-C. Cool. All right. Um, I I hadn't heard that before. That's good. Yeah. And so 
it, it, it competes the vitamin C and sugar. And so that's why your need for vitamin C goes way up if you're eating a lot of carbohydrates. However, you know, scurvy happened not because, you know, they weren't, you know, it, it was basically because they were eating bread, you know, yes. and that's it. And so their need for vitamin C was much higher um, where we don't have that with, I mean, we, we joke that we're carnivores here because I'll post a picture on Instagram of us eating ribs for dinner or a steak. And they're like, so what'd you eat with it? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. sauce. That's what we had. <laughs> More sauce. I don't know. You know, and my mom's always like, so what kind of vegetables do your kids like? And I was like, oh, well, not very many. Bacon covered ones. <laughs> I know. Right. Oh, my gosh. OK, so I I bow hunt. No, but don't, don't, if you hate me for that, go away. Um, but (laughs) people, some people do, um, but we bow hunt and we make venison bacon. Um, my kid, for those of you that aren't familiar. Yes. Deer bacon. And my son loves it so much that we ran out and I, I got some from my dad when we went to visit him and he was basically in withdrawal. So when we brought it home, all of a sudden the house just reeked of bacon. I was like, what that is going on? Not that it's a bad smell, but it was like overwhelmingly strong. Yes. He made two trays of bacon. He made the whole package. And I said, dude, you better eat all that. He's like, oh, I, I totally plan to. And he did. Wow. Wow, he just wow. loves it so much. So, I mean, I'm not going to reprimand him for that. You know, I was just like, man, you got to be thirsty, but go for it. <laughs> So any other micronutrients and minerals and vitamins that you can think of that are different from the RDA? Those are the two that stood out. I okay. think the problem is, and we've discussed this on the fantastic low-carb cruise. This yes. is what happens at dinner time. We <laughs> talked about how we don't know because nobody's really studied this. That's right. And we were telling Dr. Finney at the dinner table to let's get on it, you know, because we don't know. Nobody's studied it. We need to learn more about it. So, yeah. Well, and see, here's the thing. If you eat nose to tail, you're going to get some nutrients in there that (gasps) maybe you don't think about, uh, you know, especially from organ meats uh, that tend to be loaded with a lot of these things that maybe if you tried to keep it down to some arbitrary RDA requirement, which I haven't paid attention to RDA for years, uh, because I I think in most categories, it's woefully inept for any kind of health, whether you're a carb burner or a fat burner. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. I just wanted a shameless plug here for the book Keto that I wrote with Craig. He did a great chapter on nutrients, nutrient density, because we, we, mistakenly believe that kale, blueberries, and apple, that these fruits and vegetables are the superfood. He, Mr. Mathematician, did these charts. Yes. And beef blows all of those away. Yes. And I believe that doctors are just afraid to push beef because of the saturated fat. That's right. And then you look at uh, organ meats, and that blows it out even further. Now, I know all of you are like, okay, great, organ meat. I'm not going it's to so eat that. It's so awful. <laughs> but let me tell you my trick, Jimmy. We yes. do this all the time. You and I tell Craig, 
Yeah, we Craig grounds it and we mix it into the ground beef. You'd never know it's there. I don't even want to know it's there, but we'll make hamburgers, chili, especially like chili or yes. something spicy. You're never going to know it's in there or my saucy barbecue wraps or, you know, something that uses ground beef, hide it in those things. And even if it's a little bit, you're just getting a huge dose of nutrients that you're not going to find anywhere else like that. Yeah, I remember at the Ancestral Health Symposium back in 2012, it was at Harvard in Boston, and there was a scientist there uh, named Dr. Matt Lalonde, and he he actually gave a really good talk, and he used a nutrient density that I put his slide into uh, some of my talks before, and some of the most nutrient-dense uh, foods are from like the beef and the and the organ meats and, and then the green leafy vegetables, and, and way down on the list is whole grains. <clears throat> So it's not as nutrient dense as they want you to believe it is. No, but I I once believed that, you know, it was kale and blueberries and all, all this did. stuff. And yeah. It's like, nope, uh-uh. Not even close. Yep. Well, Blaine, thank you for that question. Hopefully that helps you out. And we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Christine Moore, Jimmy Moore's wife, and I'm here today to tell you about the Nutritional Therapy Association and why I decided to go through their Nutritional Therapy Practitioner Program. I figured, well, this will be a great opportunity for me to maybe possibly be able to help people with their nutritional issues and anything that they might be going through. Just the thought of me having to learn stuff again, it was intimidating. I didn't think that I would be able to do it. I didn't think that I would be able to retain the stuff that I was learning and I would have a hard time on the quizzes and the tests. The NTA is looking for more keto practitioners. They believe in real food. They do not frown upon good healthy fats. They believe that they should be a healthy part of the diet. The most gratifying part of the program has been getting to meet a bunch of like-minded people who are interested in nutrition. A lot of us came into this program with health issues of our own that we wanted to try to fix. The material that we're learning is just absolutely incredible. I thought I knew a lot about nutrition, but going through this program, there's so much more to it than what I actually knew. We learn about anatomy and physiology, so we learn about how things work in the body, how vitamins and minerals affect the body, so it's just been a great program anyone should do this program. It's a nine-month program that can pretty much fit into anybody's schedule. I mean, we have people that have children, full-time jobs going through this, so it's very flexible with your schedule. If you're thinking about it and not sure, I would highly recommend you go through it. Join the Nutritional Therapy Association today at nutritionaltherapy.com. Are you looking for the perfect keto snack companion that really packs a punch? Then let me introduce you to G-R-A-P-O-W, Grapow. Visit JimmyLovesGrapow.com. Be sure to enter the coupon code Jimmy and you'll get 15% off of your order. Grapow is made with all natural, high-quality ingredients, no GMOs, no soy, no grains, and no sugar. It was developed by the Ketogenic Baking Company, a new food startup looking to support any and everybody looking to improve their quality of life, whether it's low-carb, keto, or just living an active lifestyle. Grapow! 
is unlike any ketogenic snack you've tried before. Once again, go to jimmylovesgrapal.com, enter the coupon code Jimmy at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. G-R-A-P-O-W, Grapal. We're back here on Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and Dr. Will Cole with special guest co-host Maria Emmerich. I hope you've enjoyed her t- here today. You brought a little jo- little more joy to the show here today, so Aww, thank you for that. thank you. And we are up to the second featured question. This one's from Emmy. Hey, Keto Talk. Many people have pointed out their breath and tongue change when they eat a ketogenic diet as well as during a fast. I've seen people posting pictures of their tongue. That's kind of gross. That show a <laughs> white or yellow coating. So what in the world is this and will it eventually go away? Warm regards, Emmy. So Emmy, <clears throat> Emmy wants to know what does a ketogenic diet and fasting or why does a ketogenic diet and fasting lead to a white or yellow coating on the tongue and does it go away? Is this something you see often in your clients? No. And I, I talked to Craig about this. I was like, have you heard of this? And the whole yellow tongue, the breath in the beginning, um, some people have complained of that. However, the yellow tongue, I've never had anyone complain of that. Or coating on the tongue. I have a coating on my tongue. I I still get that from time to time. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm not, I'm unfamiliar. I I mean, I know that it can be like a sign of candida, but I (laughs) can't imagine you have that. Oh, I have, I'm sure I have leaky gut. I'm almost positive of that. Um, so it's still there even without the eggs that you've eliminated. Well, I'm, oh, I've only been off the eggs a few months, so yeah. maybe it's healing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed that that film on the tongue as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is. So so you don't either. <laughs> no, I don't. I know. You know, I know that that coating can be a sign of candida, which would be yeast overgrowth. Yeah. If you've. You know, that type of stuff. But, um, you know, if you think about yeast loves sugar Mm. and, you know, if you're feeding it, then with the sugar, the carbohydrates, that's when I see problems. And then when people go keto, it gets better. So I'm not I'm not totally sure on that one. So, Emmy, we may circle back around to that one to see what Dr. Cole thinks about that one, because yeah. uh, that's that's an interesting one. And I'm sure it's not uncommon. Definitely. Uh, I don't want to get inundated with 50 bazillion emails. Ah. Yes, I have yellow tongue, too. I have a white. Maybe thing. it's bacon tongue. I don't that's know. That's what it is. There's too much bacon gun in the diet. <laughs> well, Emmy, thanks for the question. We will try to circle back around to that one uh, again. Maybe for for kicks, send a picture of your tongue so we can yeah. show Dr. Cole. I think that would be interesting, and I could show my tongue too. So anyway, <laughs> we'll have a tongue showing contest here soon Weird. on Keto Talk. <laughs> Love it. Well, let's get to the third featured question. Rob has this one. Hi, Jimmy and Maria. I started my keto diet a couple of weeks ago, and it was typical. The first three days were miserable, but on day four, I felt a uh, drastically better as the ketones kicked in. I had uh, five days of incredible energy, suppressed appetite, and superb cognitive benefits as my blood ketones soared into the two to three range. It was great, but then... Things took a change for the worse as I suddenly started feeling cranky, sluggish, and dealing with brain fog. My ketones dipped slightly, but I was still well into ketosis over 1.5 on the blood meter. I've been drinking plenty of water, consuming sodium, magnesium, potassium, all the electrolyte stuff we were talking about earlier. So my questions for you guys is this. Did my body start rejecting the ketones I had been thriving on because it wanted to shift back to burning glucose again, or is this 
this simply a part of becoming keto adapted? Any suggestions that you have about my situation would be greatly appreciated. Cheers, Rob. So Rob wants to know, why did my body body suddenly stop thriving despite still being in a state of nutritional ketosis? The only thing that came to my mind, Maria, is maybe his body was still getting used to shifting over from sugar burner to fat burner and that he hadn't become fully keto adapted yet, that even though he was getting some of those benefits early on, uh, and even though the blood meter showed levels of nutritional ketosis that should show that he would you know, have all those benefits, perhaps his body was still in that transition period and just need to wait a little while longer to get fully keto adapted. That's, I mean, definitely, I, we know that even after a year of being keto, you're still seeing benefits. And I wanted to know what his definition of success was, yes. because what was his goal? Was it weight loss? Was it high ketone? Like, what was, uh, and also I wanted to know how his sleep was doing, because yes. I know that if I don't get uh, nine hours of sleep a night, I do not I'm a nine hour girl. Nine like my husband's hour girl. Wow. Yeah. But then I can really go like a rabbit all day. Like I'm crazy. Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, if I don't hit that sweet spot, some people think, Oh, I'm great on six hours a night of sleep. If I do that, I am a bottomless pit the next day. Yes. I am hungry. Um, all can you talk the time. about why that happens. What's going on? Those hormones, leptin and ghrelin, I mean, you need those to be balanced as you sleep. And everybody talks about adrenal fatigue and taking adrenal supplements. The best thing to do for adrenal health is get good sleep. Yes. And so, you know, whether it be shutting the blue light off at night or wearing blue blockers, I have them. They look really dorky, but I don't care. And <laughs> I'm not I also, trying to impress anybody. <laughs> no, crazy. You know, we've been married for going on 20 years. Um, And also cold therapy. I practice that at night. I really find it funny that people say, take a warm bath before bed. I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> I actually have a bathtub outside. Yes, that you is do. Only I've allowed. seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's only allowed for ice cold water. Wow. And this time of year, it's naturally ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I don't need the bathtub. I just go out and lay in the snow, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, so I would, I would touch on the sleep and then maybe, um, you know, instead of chasing the ketone number, yeah. like, cause you know, I, I work out in a fasted state. So my ketones dip a lot Yes. when I'm working out, that's because I'm using them. Right? right. So don't get upset if your ketones aren't that high, but I would look at sleep and then I would look at maybe you need to think about getting a test on like Jimmy did. Maybe you need have a dairy issue and maybe you have an egg issue Yeah. Um, because it's, easier to have those results to know rather than playing around with stuff. And what I would want to know, Rob, is it seems like you had this sudden shift that you were feeling good, energy, appetite control, cognitive benefits, everything was rocking. But then mm -hmm. like on a dime, it switched to cranky, sluggish and brain fog. That don't happen for no good reason. So did you have a stressful day at work? Did yeah. you not sleep well, like Maria mentioned? Did you maybe allow a, a you know some kind of a dalliance? Maybe you had a porterhouse steak or something. Maybe you overdid it or something. I, I don't know. It just seems weird that there would be that quick of a shift. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's alcohol added and or some alcohol, people think, yeah. <laughs> you know, that they can get away with the whole alcohol and um, ketones and yeah, whatever. <laughs> 
Well, we don't need to go there. We'll, we'll do another talk on that. <laughs> there's definitely more to this story than what we got in the email. So, yeah. Rob, hopefully uh, these suggestions help you out. I do agree with Maria getting the sleep under control. And even if, if you have stress in your life, that also can be oh. a bugaboo for anybody that's doing keto. Yeah. You will see your ketones drop in half just from stress. Yeah. I sometimes lose them all together when I'm really under stress and have an extra stressful day. Oh, that's right. Remember, you were checking them on the cruise, and that first day is always kind of stressful for you, and your numbers were totally different. And I could tell because I was hungry, and I never get hungry. If I I feel hunger, I'm like, okay, what's stressing me out right now? (laughs) There are – oh, sorry. I was going to say my theory is that when you're insulin resistant, it makes you stress resistant as well so that it hits you and impacts you probably more than the average person. Yeah. Well, and we looked at cells of people that haven't gotten good sleep for three nights in a row, six or less hours, and their cells start to look like a diabetic. Yes. And if that doesn't get you to sleep good, I don't know what will. (laughs) Some people think they thrive without sleep, and it's just not true. Oh, I had a high school English teacher. I'll never forget Mrs. Johnson in the 11th grade. She would would brag about two hours of sleep, that she would stay up uh, reading a book till about 2 o'clock, and then she'd wake up at 4, and she'd be, you know, wide awake. And, of course, she always had these really bright eyes, (laughs) uh, beautiful African-American woman, but really bright eyes, and it was just – Okay, yeah, you need some sleep. You look like you got toothpicks holding your eyes open. So, <laughs> well, people just underestimate, and I did. I did myself. Yeah. Well, we don't we don't put that uh, on this whole discussion because we have always been told it's about the diet, and so taking mm-hmm. the diet aspect out of it, you've got to look at all these uh, lifestyle issues, and they play a bigger role than any of us uh, even know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Rob, thanks again for the question. And we are up to the Keto Talk mailbox portion of the show. And it's this portion of the show, uh, Maria, where we kind of take on a funny or kind of a funky question. And this was a pretty (laughs) funky one. It's from Ty, almost like your uh, son's name. Ty, yeah. Yes. So, hi, Jimmy and Maria. I have a quick question about using a simple breath alcohol analyzer to test for ketones. From my understanding, you multiply the number you get on the BAC meter by four to five to get the equivalent blood ketone reading. So a 0.4 reading on the BAC would actually be a 1.6 to 2.0 on the blood ketones. So is this a valid way to test for ketosis? I know it's probably (laughs) inaccurate. Yes, it is. But how far off is it using this equation to determine my level of ketones with my keto and fasting efforts? I got a 1.3 on the BAC, which would equate to 5.2 to 6.5 on the blood ketone meter. Is this a dangerous level of ketones to have? <laughs> Thank you for answering my question, Ty. So, so much to unpack here. The question is, can a BAC breath alcohol analyzer measure ketone levels accurately and are ketone levels 5.0 plus dangerous? So let let me take a stab at it and we'll see what you say. So the uh, I have actually used a breath alcohol analyzer to test for ketone just for kicks because I had heard about that uh, from some DUI lawyers that gets people off of their uh, ticket. Uh, for DUI by saying they're on a low-carb ketogenic diet. That, that, that's a true story. Go look it up, you guys. But I blew into one of these devices, and I was in a full-on fast. So I was over 4.0 on the blood ketones, and I blew it into it, and it, it was 0.06. 
which is like two mm. points off away from being legally drunk. It's so funny. But I don't think on lower levels of ketosis, you're going to show anything. So uh, I don't know how they got a point four that equ- equated to one. I don't know where they came up with that. And then, of course, mm. 5.0 blood ketones is not dangerous. 20 yeah. is dangerous. Mm. I guess I guess if you hit 10, the highest I've ever gotten is 7, 8, which I know you're a big proponent of don't chase the ketones. And I tend to agree with that for the most part. Um, but early on, a lot of people will have these higher levels of ketones as your body gets used to it. So mm-hmm. don't fret about that, Ty, if this is if you're new to this and you're getting that kind of reading. But get a get a valid <laughs> way to test for ketosis because I think yeah. you're 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 just kind of setting jimmies. yourself up for failure. Hmm? Right. Get Jimmy's because you know I remember a client that told me I need two glasses of wine before bed. Otherwise I don't blow any ketones. I'm like, Oh boy, you're totally, you know, just missing the mark. And I remember, um, on the first low carb cruise I went on, what, six years ago, I listened to a fantastic demonstration and talk by Jimmy and he brought one of those out and he said, I might get pulled over and get mistaken as drunk if yep. I blow and you blew into it. I just, I sat in the front row and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I was just <laughs> enamored to be there. But I do remember that immensely. You all should come to the low carb cruise. Um, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I'm not a gadget girl, so I, no, I wouldn't use that. <laughs> and I'm just the opposite. I'm an everything guy. Yes. So. <laughs> well, I'm married to a gadget man, so. It's a guy thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> I'm a minimalist at heart. I'm trying to like get rid of everything in my closet. I'm there like, you go. Oh. So what about these ketone levels being over 5.0? Is this any kind of concern for you with your clients? You know, I don't um, do the breathalyzer a lot with them. I Or even blood ketones, if they test blood ketones, which I know you, you don't really have them focus too much on that. But mm-hmm. if they choose to do it on their own, like, oh, my gosh, Marie, I got a 5.8 on the blood ketones. No. You, you don't let them worry about that, right? No, not that, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. You know, 15s, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes, uh, yeah, we get paralysis by over-analysis. And uh, and I think a lot of people fall into that category of they, they just meticulously track everything. And if anything seems to be awry, they, they get in a tizzy. So, Ty, yeah. don't worry. Be happy. No. Test your ketones. Be happy. <laughs> and I do have a, a meter at bestketonetest.com if you're interested in getting one. Uh, we've got the strips down to a dollar a piece. When I first started nice. testing back in 2012, oh. it was five, six dollars a pop. Oh. Thankfully, I had a guy that saw what I was doing in Australia and he sent me a whole box of blood ketone tests that I didn't have to pay for them for a little while. So that was Wowzers. very well appreciated. Yes. Well, Ty, thanks for that question. We're up to the Apple Podcast Review section. This one's from B. Scott Matt. With the help of this podcast, I changed my diet. I've lost seven pounds of fat in just three weeks. It's very informative, easy to listen to. Jimmy, you're quite the inspiration. You're hilarious to boot. Thank you for sharing your invaluable information on the ketogenic lifestyle. Yay! So you two can leave us a review at, they call it Apple Podcast now. It used to be called iTunes, but I still call it hmm. iTunes. But Apple Podcast, <laughs> go over there. Leave us your review, and it really does help us out. Well, guys, that is it for episode 96 with special guest co-host Maria Emmerich. 
Be sure to go check her out, MariaMindBodyHealth.com. She's also got two brand new books, Keto, The Complete Guide to Success on the Ketogenic Diet, as well as her easy, dairy-free, ketogenic recipes. Go check them out. We'll have links to them in the show notes section at ketotalk.com. We'll also have the bacon pizza and bacon cannoli there. Uh, Thank you. I'm getting a little bit hungry and I don't usually get hungry (laughs) podcast. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Well, Maria, you are a sweetheart of a lady. Guys, she really is this way in real life. I promise you. Uh, You know, people, sometimes they meet me, Maria, and they're like, wow, you're exactly the same. I'm like, was I supposed to be a jerk or something? I know, right? (laughs) Oh. But thank you so much for being here today on Keto Talk. Oh, I'm so, so grateful. Well, we are grateful that you were here, too. So, guys, we'll be back again next Thursday. Dr. Cole will be back in the saddle, so we'll see you then. You've been listening to Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and Dr. Will Cole. Visit our website, ketotalk.com, for full show notes for this episode. If you love Keto Talk, then drop us a review at iTunes. Thanks for joining us for today's episode, and we'll see you again next Thursday. Disc of Light.